Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Green Winner Milliners show. Uh, it's a fantastic podcast has just been done. Me and Sam have just interviewed the Newcastle United women's manager, Becky Langley. Uh, big thanks to the club for allowing us to do this interview. And Sam, this is hopefully the start of the relationship we want with the Newcastle women's team. And to get the manager on is a real, real coup, isn't it? Yeah, this was a big one for us. We've um, been championing the women's team for quite some time now and we've been chasing and chasing and chasing this for since before I even joined the channel, um, right back to, to uh, Paul and, and, and whatnot. He's a um, big advocate for them. So, But yeah, thank you to Lee Marshall and Matt Smith for allowing this to happen. Um, Becky was absolutely superb to talk to and she's so driven and competitive and I don't know how many other superlatives we could use for it but she's if if she's still at Newcastle in two three four years time the team will be successful there's no doubt about it yeah for sure I think her passion was what came over most for me and she has got a goal she has got a vision and promotion is the aim this season for Newcastle obviously they are on tier four of the women's uh, leagues at the minute and they want to try and get as high up as possible. She's putting that pressure on herself. But it's a good little story about her and how she got to become a Newcastle uh, head coach as well. And I think Sam as well, she's under no illusion that even with the amount of pressure she's putting on herself, she's so determined to actually get to the very, very top, both professionally and for the club as well. Yeah, I mean, her journey's a good one. Middlesbrough to Newcastle via the East Midlands for, for quite some time. Um, she's as as you'll come to hear she's she's got her head screwed on and she's she's she could go all the way they they obviously she admitted to it well I'm not going to tell you because you've got to listen to the whole podcast but <laughs> it would be no surprise to me if her long-term ambitions get realized because of the character that she is yeah 100% and a big massive thanks to our sponsors beer52.com you can get eight cans of either lager uh, any ales or stouts for five ninety five, which is just the uh, price for postage and packaging. So make sure you get on with that. It's bf52.com forward slash nftv. We still have a couple of episodes. We're going to try and keep this going till Christmas if we can have a Christmas special for season two. So it's going we to be a long Christmas two. special. We need to think of some Christmas games and Christmas activities and Christmas, <laughs> uh, well, a, a Christmas special of a show. We need to crack on with that. I don't know what, do. how, how we can transcend a Christmas game to audio. We will try our best. We'll try our best anyway. But of course, we have got uh, Becky Langley on today. We have got some confirmed guests. We've got another three confirmed guests from now until the middle of November, which you'll get to hear on all podcasts uh, available. And then we'll keep it going until about Christmas. We'll try and get another four or five guests in. And as Sam rightly says, we'll have our Christmas special. But going on today's podcast, me and Sam have interviewed the Newcastle United Women's Manager, Becky Lang. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Greer and Milner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. And we have a very, very special guest. It is the Newcastle women's manager, Becky Langley. Becky, welcome to the show. Thanks, lads. Thanks for having me on. No, Sam, we had Carly Telfer on last time round, so we've got to continue this sort of phase of getting, obviously, the best of the best in terms of uh, women's football. Uh, so to get Becky in was something that we really wanted to get involved with. And a big thanks to the club for allowing us to do this. 
Absolutely. It's been a long time coming this and um, we're, we're chuffed as anything to have Becky on with us today. And um, we've supported the women's team for a long time and we will continue to do so. So this is huge for us. Becky, how did it come about to you getting the role at Newcastle? Um, well, I was actually living um, in the Midlands at the time. Um, I was working at Nottingham Uni and with the boys at Nottingham Forest. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of through a friend, I heard that the position was became, became available. Um, and yeah, just kind of went for it. And ever since, it's been fantastic working alongside um, my role at Northumbria University. So the link between the club and the university is really strong. And yeah, just absolutely delighted to be back in the North East. Is there a bit of a difference between the Nottingham Forest lads and the uh, Newcastle women, is there? <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people ask me this. What's it like coaching boys compared to coaching women? And yeah, there's there's obviously differences, but it, they're very the same in the in in the fact that they just all love their football and, and want to do the best they can and they want to work hard for the club and they're just as passionate. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, kind of women they're obviously they're adults and they don't have the luxury of playing full-time so they've got full-time jobs to balance um and some of them are at university or college so there's a lot of things to manage off the field as well as on um boys at forest are obviously full-time so and they're aspiring to to make it to the first team and play at the city ground under the lights so yeah they're both really competitive but both fantastic groups that i thoroughly enjoyed working with is, is it the is working with say is obviously talking about working with the lads and trying to get to the first team the fact that the women have already got like the first team does that make it a lot easier the fact that you've just got to try and improve them and try and say well do you want to stay in this team essentially yeah i think it's more competitive because it's competing in a league competing in a league um whereas the boys at the time is is development football so it's working with a group to kind of improve them and, and make them technically and tactically as proficient enough to play in the first team. Whereas the women, they're already representing that first team of Newcastle United. So we're, we're looking to win every game and there's more of an emphasis on win at all costs. Um, but yeah, obviously what I love about football, the the highs of highs of winning and the lows of losing, um, it's what makes it addictive and, and it's the great challenge and I love the pressure of it. So yeah, I think I absolutely love working in the women's game and the players are so committed um, and they just love representing the badge. So, yeah, I'm really proud to be representing Newcastle United women. I think that's fantastic to hear, Sam, that someone that's so passionate to represent, you know, our football club, essentially, and that wants to, to do better and try and develop these uh, girls as well to become even better players. Yeah, you've got to have that passion uh, to, to work in the North East, haven't you? I mean, me and Becky are both from the Midlands. Oh, she's east side, I'm west side. There's no turf war going on, though. It's fine. But you, we, we all know what it's about to, to have that little extra passion and commitment and desire to do well in, with the black and white. But um, Becky, obviously, last season got um, a, well, not abandoned, but cut short, obviously, through COVID. Mm -hmm. But you were still yeah. quite busy in the summer with bringing in new players. Um, how does that differ from, say, how Steve Bruce would go about bringing in players and do you have the final say and how pleased were you with your uh, business in transfer window this summer? Yeah, really happy. I think last season was a building year, obviously with my first season of getting to know the players and and kind of building that foundation to kick on this season. Um, we had to improve the environment. We had to 
um, professionalise the programme with the support services, which Northumbria University have helped a lot with. Um, so we can offer S&C support, sports science, physiology, physiotherapist support, sports psychology. So we're really kind of pushing in all them aspects to make it a really solid programme. And then in the summer, it was a case of strengthening the core group of girls that we had and bringing in some some more quality players. So thankfully, through the link of the university, um, I worked with quite a few players from, from Sunderland Ladies. Um, therefore, we recruited my captain at Northumbria, Georgia Gibson. Um, we recruited Katie Barker, who's a really exciting young player from Sunderland as well. Um, Rachel Wilson we recruited, but unfortunately has got a knee injury now. Um, Shana Wilkinson, another bright young player who was at Gateshead College and, and came through Sunderland RTC. And then we kind of worked really hard to get Laura Wareham from Middlesbrough as well, who's our number one goalkeeper. So it's great that our programme is that strong, that players would want to leave from the league above. And that's because they want to be competitive. They see the aims of the club. Some of the girls in Newcastle born and bred fans. Um, they want to work, they want to pull on that black and white shirt, but their biggest aims are they want to help me and help the team get into tier three. And that's our ambitions. Um, and it, it's, it's going to be tough. We know that. And we're working so hard. Like, as you said, you know, we're really passionate. Like, I would literally go at the end of the year for every player and staff member here. And I'm literally doing everything I can to push us in the right direction. And there'll be ups and downs. We, we understand that. But, yeah, I, I'll die trying. So, <laughs> we'll <laughs> push in and... Um, Things are definitely going in the right direction, which is, which is fantastic. What are the biggest changes that you've made since you've come into the club, Becky? Was there a couple of things straight away that, you know, so this isn't right. We need, if we want to become better, this yeah. is how we've got to do it. Definitely. I think um, we've always had the support of the club in terms of we can use their facilities um, at the Boys Academy, which is brilliant. Um, I think it was just supporting that programme around it and really professionalising the way we go about things. And just putting in some kind of strict rules and do's and don'ts for the girls as well. And just making sure the culture is driving in the right direction. So we we have four main values um, to be hardworking, to be committed, to be together um, and to be passionate and, and play for the badge. So having that and really kind of those core values make sure that the players are held accountable to them. Um, but then, as I, as I spoke about before, just really professionalising the coaching. So... We've, we've got a really good coach in Lloyd Miller, who is from the foundation now. Um, we've got a coach intern, Tom Gallagher, who's come from Northumbria University to support the on-field stuff. And then we've got a real team of like performance analysts, um, sports psychology, sports science, S&C, to really help the girls away from the pitch as well. Um, so, yeah, it's fantastic. We should be the fittest team in the league. We should be have all the wraparound services to support us to get to our goal. But... As you know, in football, there's, there's a lot of factors on the match day and the, the team willing to out-compete is the team that's going to win. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of factors and we found that out the hard way, unfortunately, on our first game of the season. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll, we'll not talk about that too much, for obvious <laughs> reasons. Uh, but, Sam, I like the fact that Becky's mentioning those key factors, those core values, because yeah. every club has different values. But if you maintain your core values then you'll go as far as you physically can. And I think what Becky's in, um, put into place is actually really, really interesting. This is why we're supporting the women's team so much on Newcastle Fans TV, because it's, a, it's an exciting time, I think. There's, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a journey 
to be had. There's a journey that that they're going on at the minute. They're going places. They're listening to Becky speak. How ambitious she is. It's exciting. I mean, and we urge you all to go and support them at Druid Park whenever they're at home, and and because it's football that you can actually go and watch. <laughs> it's not behind closed doors. So yeah. you, you even have the. Uh, I think when Lee said, I think you got. Uh, the captain taking people's temperatures on the way in um, with uh, Brooke Cochran on the, uh, with a little thermometer as you go in. How big a miss was she towards the end of last season, Becky? And how good is it to have her back from injury? Yeah, Brooke's a big miss. Um, she is a great leader as well as a good player. Um, she's been fantastic in terms of supporting the players off the pitch as well as on. Um I think we missed her leadership on the pitch and her competitiveness. Um, but the amount of hard work she's put into a rehab, I've probably not seen anybody as committed to the amount of rehab and the, the amount of money she invested in her own rehab as well, away from football, just to get back on the pitch as soon as you can. And with an ACL injury, it's it's one of the most serious injuries you can do in football. Um, and the, the timeout is expected nine months to 12 months. But because of Brooke's hard work, she's actually been signed off um, for her knee after seven months. So she's pretty much shaved off two months of, of what kind of a normal um, athlete or normal person would recover from that type of injury. Um, so she'll be back training in the next couple of weeks with the full group. So that'll be a massive boost to us on and off the pitch. But yeah, credit to her and credit to the club how hard she's worked to get back, back to full yeah. fitness. Is she an example to everybody at that football club? Yeah, definitely. I think she's a little bit older than and some of the younger girls. We've 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 got a very young team, and that's great in that they're athletic and they're at university, so they're getting that dual program. But I think at times, as everyone knows, you you can't buy that experience at times. And I think having Brooke alongside the girls who a little bit older and more mature. Um, and there to kind of offer support the girls definitely the younger girls definitely see her as a, a role model um and especially the way she's conducted herself with regards to a rehab i know other players who've been injured have have kind of followed the same footsteps as brooke and, and got the head down and, and worked really hard brilliant i was just going to talk about the fans because obviously sam's just mentioned the fact that you managed to get fans back into the stadiums of course it's not the yeah. same for a lot of football clubs they can't get fans back in for for obviously difficult reasons but how much has the support of the Newcastle fans helped since you've come in, Betty? Because the attendances will, are slowly growing. Obviously, you get your core support that people are always going to be there every single week. It doesn't matter if it's rain and snowing. It doesn't matter. They're going to be there watching the team. But how much has it helped the team? It helped yourself? Just helped the club in general with the amount of support you're getting? Yeah, it helps massively. Um, the more people we can get at the at Druids Park, our, our home ground, um, it really inspires the team and and there's that excitement on a match day when you hear the roar of the crowd behind you as well. Um, I think the support from the club and the, and the fans on social media is a massive boost for us as well. So, you know, the club tweeting our results and, and kind of um, providing a match report now, I think, is growing attention to what we're doing. Um, my ambitions are not to stay into year four and, and coast along. Like, I want us... I want us to grow as a group of players and staff through the leagues. And my ambition one day is so hopefully Newcastle United women will be in the Women's Super League. Um, but we've just got to, obviously we're getting the support from the university and the club, but we need to we need to kind of produce that on the pitch. Um, 
and we need to push forward with our results and and be competing at the top of that league. But the, the girls are fantastic. I, I can't knock their hard work and commitment. Um, it's just about really grinding out those results and it's not easy. Um, when we beat Norton 1-0, we, um, you know, we dominated the whole game and we're a lot fitter than Norton. We've got better tactical understanding, but it's one of them where there's five minutes to go and unless you hang on and manage the game properly, you, you can easily throw away three points and, and we did that unfortunately last season. So in that respect, I think we've learned our lessons. Um, and the first game of the season against Chester, I think it was so disappointing. And like I, I can't describe how disappointed we were as a group. And we waited six months for a game and we, we were 2 0 down within 30 minutes. So it was hugely disappointing. But their reaction at half time was outstanding. And on a different day, it could have looked very different. We, we scored a goal that was offside, that was onside when we watched it back on the video. The, the second goal from Chester, I'd argue, wasn't across the line. But I think putting excuses to one side, we weren't good enough. And I think it was, we, we kind of were so motivated and so excited for the game that we almost got caught in the headlights a little bit. But I think it was one of them where we've reflected on it. And maybe that was the the kind of the shock we needed to really go, wow, like we've got great players. But when it comes to 90 minute game and you've got older experienced girls who are at Chelsea Street, they're not willing to turn over. And and that's where I've got respect for them in terms of they're, they're there to compete. And they look at the players and they might look at some vowels and go, yeah, fair enough. They've played in the England age groups and, you know, they've played Sunderland or they've got a lot of experience, but it's me versus you tonight. And unfortunately we came out on the, the wrong side of that result. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, I've definitely got a fire in my belly to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I was going to say, Sam, there's a never say die attitude with this team as well, but you might just need that shock in any walk of life. I can, I think people say with like exam results, you get a bit of a fright saying January where, oh, well, I would, those weren't the results I was expecting. And then by June, they get the results that they want because they've had that shock. The fact that Betty have had that shock with the, uh, the game against Chester on the first game, the fact yeah. that they can just take that from now to the end of the season, hopefully, it might benefit them. I mean, I get the impression that, Becky, you're, you don't take losing well. <laughs> not, 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 not a sore loser, but uh, a bad loser. <laughs> There's a difference between a sore loser and a bad loser. But are you a bad loser? How how if if the game hasn't gone your way, how how long mm. do you kind of stay um, a bit hungry for? Yeah, I need to I need to get better with this. I think um, I I'm trying now not to get too high with the highs and too low with the lows. But no, make no mistake, that game against Chester, I, I was sat up with a cup of tea at four a.m. So yeah, <laughs> I was very much licking my wounds with that. Um, which I know the players were as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I love about the, the senior game. It's about winning and losing and development football probably isn't for me because I just love that raw feeling of we've won the game. And I felt that at the end of the Norton game when I was walking onto the pitch, shaking hands with the opposition and my players, like just even like giving a hug to some of my players, like we've done it, like first three points, it's always the most important just to get that on the board and have a platform to build from. Um, and it, it, it's a tough one, you know, when you're wearing the Newcastle badge, people, some people don't want you to do well and don't want you to 
win games and and there would be some people that watched that game that result against Chester and quite enjoyed seeing the fact we didn't win um but what we'll say is that obviously we're young players and we're a young group of staff but we're thick-skinned and we're we're only we're pushing as much as we can to get us in the right place and that's through hard work and and going the hard yard and yeah I'm not naive and I'll work harder than everybody else in this league so if people don't like it that's their problem I love that Absolutely oh we love, love it that, we love it <laughs> <laughs> um you talked about the WSL before um but mm-hmm. that's your ambition obviously to try and get Newcastle there yeah is it tough because you in terms of obviously the funding side of things and obviously trying to get this club to obviously when you look at like to say Arsenal and Chelsea Manchester City it just yeah. seems so big of a gap but can you slowly but surely you know reduce the gap or is it a, is it a very long process yeah I think overall it should be a northeast team in that WSL and the, the best talent comes from the northeast and we saw that at the World Cup with England Lionesses. The best players are from the North East. Your, your Jill Scott, your Lucy Bronzes, um, Demi Stokes. They're, they're all from Newcastle area. And there's a very big talent pool of players coming through. And you can see that from some of the girls who are in the RTC and, and our Newcastle PDC. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent coming through. And we need that feeding through to the first team so that in a few years time we've got those core players from our region that are pulling on the black and white shirt at the moment due to funding um and due to obviously the league we find ourselves in that some of those players those top players are going elsewhere so we've obviously got durham who are in the championship um who did really well and a great club and one of my friends is the coach there and it's great to see girls doing so well there and, and their ambitions are to be in WSL one. But I think, you know, we've got two big clubs in our region, Sunderland and um, Newcastle. And it's a real shame that a team who has a Premier League badge for the men's side and the women's side is not in the same same equivalent. So I think first of all we need to look at ourselves and make sure what we're doing on the pitch is strong enough to give us the chance to get to that level. And yes, obviously you need extra funding for that as well. And and I think we've we've got to push on the pitch so that the club then turn around and go, Oh, do you know what? This women's team, they're really strong. We want to fund them, we want to back them, we we want to help them more. And I think without kind of looking at other people, we need to look at ourselves first. And if we're not doing the business on the pitch, then we can't expect to to be kind of we can't just dream about being in the women's super league. We need to actually put that interaction and what we do on the pitch as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a very sure we'll get there because we've got some good leaders in the group. We've strengthened the team and, and each season we will strengthen further. Um, and, and that's the big help is obviously the tie with Northumbria. Um, the girls who are coming to university there enjoy the programme, enjoy the coaching and want to come across. I think that's fantastic. The fact there's like a, a obviously an element of education in that as well. I think you, you don't get that with a lot of even just not like normal clubs, really. I think the fact that Newcastle ladies team have managed to do that is it's obviously a benefit, benefitory for for everybody, really. But Sam, yeah. I think obviously we spoke to Carly Telford, who obviously plays for Chelsea not too long ago, and obviously yeah. she's being yeah. in Northeast last week and still just still got the Northeast accent as well, Sam, as we mm-hmm. as we knew the other <laughs> the other day. But um, she was so 
excited about Newcastle ladies team and she wants to try and finish her career in some aspect at the club. Um, how passionate was she, Sam? Do you think well, she, was, she was really, really uh, passionate about the game, wasn't she? Well, we mentioned after we'd finished recording with Carly, didn't we, Johnny, that we were speaking to Becky today and uh, she said, Becky, to uh, give her a shout in a couple of years' time if you need a goalkeeping coach. So <laughs> she, she was, it's so obvious to her that she's Newcastle mad and she was kind of a bit frustrated that the team wasn't, like how you touched on before, that it's a Premier League team on the men's side and it doesn't have that same standing in the women's game. Um, it kind of frustrated her because she wants to play for Newcastle. She's a Newcastle fan. She wants to play for Newcastle. Is that your, obviously you touched on it a bit earlier, is that your kind of ultimate aim to have the same standing as the men's, you know, pushing pushing for the, the very top of the game? Absolutely. I think the opportunity for the players to play full-time is a big thing as well. And that's what Women's Super League status allows. And we've got such great talent. And as you're referring to, Carly, who left the northeast and is playing in that top tier we need to be retaining that type of quality in our region and they should be pulling on a black and white shirt and not a blue of Chelsea um but yeah I mean I'd definitely be keen for Carly to come back so <laughs> yeah, let me know Carly if you want to <laughs> but, um, yeah I think it's it's one of them we just need to keep pushing and keep our foot on the gas and drive forward and the more exposure we're getting through stuff like this I think it's brilliant and and as you've referred to previously Steve Baharrell who's head of the found, Newcastle United Foundation um has worked tirelessly in his well building that relationship with with the university which has strengthened our program so there's a lot of hard work that's went in behind the scenes and, and still does on a weekly basis um but yeah we we just want to have our have our club and Newcastle United women kind of up there competing with the best. And I don't think our ambition should stop with that. We just need to take it one step at a time. And and, and that's the issue. You don't want to get too carried away and kind of see see the dream and, and not put the steps kind of together to get there. Um, so at the minute, we're focusing on one game at a time. And it's tough because we're just dying to get out of this league and promote it. Um, but it has to be one game at a time and we can't put too much pressure on the players in terms of the result. It has to be process and then performance. Um, but the girls are fiercely competitive. Like we had a session last night and like, I'm like the game at the end of it, I'm thinking I'm actually refereeing this before someone has a scrap because Good luck. The <laughs> of the sessions is, is high and it wasn't as high last year. And we've seen that difference. Like, You've heard probably interviews with the likes of Roy Keane and stuff about his days at Man United, and he's like, the most competitive games are the ones in the training sessions with your teammates, and and that's what I said to the girls. I was like, if you bring that competitiveness like you have tonight on Sunday, teams won't have a chance. Um, but yeah, it's just finding that right balance, isn't it? Where your performance is intelligent and professional, but at the same time, there's that raw we're not going to lose today and we should win the game and we enjoy the pressure and we soak up the pressure because like it's an honour to have that pressure and privilege to play so yeah. I was going to say do, as a manager do, do you have to adapt to that as well do you have to look tactically right 
we need to try and make sure that we manage this game the right way. So obviously you talked about that uh, Norton game where you were it was one nil, but you you had to try and just see out the game, just make sure that we didn't do anything stupid tactically. If you had to do stuff different throughout yeah. your managerial career, yeah, and that's where I've had to really um, what's the word here as a coach and, and really get to grips with that. So we wanted to play pretty football last season. We wanted to dominate teams in terms of possession. And in last season, um, there was games where we played absolutely outstanding. I remember a game we played Leeds United away and we've we've hit the crossbar five times and we've played some absolutely outstanding stuff. When you look back at the video clips, as a coach, you go, wow, like the stuff we've actually done in the sessions has really come out here. However, the result on paper is 1-0 to Leeds. So that really sickening feeling of, unfortunately, you don't get the round of applause for playing well if you don't get the three points. So against Norton, for example, we've, we've got the goal in the first half and I wouldn't like to watch the last five minutes back where like we were, admittedly, we were keeping the ball in the corner and we were managing the game and we were making subs and one of our players was walking to take corners and, and just that like professionalism to see the game out because although we'd love to dominate the whole game, you've got to be realistic. It's more important to get the three points. So, yeah, we... We're getting better with that. And again, as I said, young players, it's new. It's it's that, that experience where all the girls have, have been around the block a few times and, and know how to see a game out. But yeah, we're, we're growing and we're getting better in that respect. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. Sam, we've spoken about obviously how the women's football team has developed <laughs> on and off the pitch. But the yeah. fact that now promotion has to be the number one priority, no matter how... It is. It has to be done this season, and Betty's yeah. putting that probably that pressure on herself. But Sam, that's that's that just comes from pressure from anything, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing as well. Obviously, promotion's probably the ultimate goal this season. But the next games in the cup against Blackburn, how kind of important is a cup run, Becky, when you're trying to kind of balance yeah. a promotion push? And do you, is the cup run a welcome distraction, or does it kind of just get in the way? Um, I think we we're seeing it as a positive actually. So we've played two league games, we've we've lost one, we've won one. Um and then we played we played sorry Blythe in the County Cup on Sunday. And it was it was one of them where when you get a win you probably want the next league game to come quickly. Um but I think it was a welcomed break in terms of giving well squad rotation and, and giving some of the players a chance who we've got a big squad who haven't made the sixteen or haven't made the eleven. Um, it was good to get our confidence up and put eight goals in the back of the net. Um, and I think this Sunday, obviously, FA Cup, we're yeah, we're really excited. Um, it's a special cup. I enjoyed it as a player. I enjoy it as a coach, and it still means a lot to us. And we'll be putting out a strong team on Sunday, and we won't be taking our foot off the gas. But yeah, we we understand that. It's another stepping stone, another platform for us to build and gain experience for that league game the week after against Brighouse away. So, yeah, we don't want to lose our focus from the league. And you always run the risk of, you know, injuries or overworking players when the league is the main focus. But, yeah, I think, obviously, I said on social media and the club put out that my ambitions were to win the league and, and some people would have maybe looked at that and thought, oh, well, that's going to fuel the fire for the teams that, that they're going to play against. Well, yeah, it, it is. 
and I want that because that's what we want. We want it to be competitive. Um, I find it hard to believe anyone who plays in our league wouldn't say that because why on earth would you be competing if you don't think that? Um, you know, I'm not I'm not here to be vanilla and be a coach that's like, oh, well, if we play well, we might get a draw. Like, it's not why I'm here. I want us to get promoted and I want us to get out of this league. And, and if we don't, then, and if, you know, we finish the league and we're, we're mid-table, then then it will look silly on me. But at the end of the day, um, I think we've got to have that big, hairy outcome goal. And we've got an environment that supports that. And the players want that. And it's not just me preaching it and everybody else shaking their head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we have to strive and we have to want that. And if and if we don't, then that's on me and I've not been good enough. So I don't mind that. If we, if we don't, then... I'll be thoroughly disappointed and I won't have achieved what I've, what I've set out to. So that'll be the pressure on me and that that's fine because that's what I want. Where do you get that drive and motivation from, Becky? Where does it, <laughs> has it come from family? Has it come from other people in the industry that you're that you're in? Where, does it, where did it all start from for you? <laughs> um, I think I've always loved football, played football. Um, I am actually from Middlesbrough, so I played through their Centre of Excellence. Um, and then moved away to obviously the Midlands and went to Loughborough University, which is the home of um, excellent athletes and excellent coaches. So I think I've been around a lot of people that just love football. My family love football, um, come from football family. So we're very competitive at everything we do. And like I've just got a hunger to work hard and, and do well. And when I was when I went on my internship at Forest in between my second and third year and then later went on to coach there, I think the people I worked with were absolutely exceptional. The the head of coaching um, for the academy, well, the, 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 sorry, the academy director, Gary Brazil, um, actually played for Newcastle back in the day. So we had loads of good conversations and his kind of philosophy on football and just how he composed himself and how he acted and, the strong values they had there just made me want to learn and want to win. And um, it was, there was a real diverse coaching group. And obviously there was myself as a female coach. There was, there was BA ME coaches and there was great experience from, from a lot of different people. And again, obviously working in a boys environment where they're trying to get players to the first team, it makes you hungry and makes you competitive. And, like one of the, the greatest joys I have now is seeing some of the boys that I've worked with playing that first team. And um, yeah, it's just fantastic. And then you see them playing in the Premier League now, some of them, and you're like, wow, like like with hard work and with commitment and with passion, you can get there. And it's the same for some of the female players. And yeah, I'd love to see some of our girls go on to, to represent the Lionesses or represent Newcastle in the Women's Super League. So yeah. I don't know where it comes from. I just have it burning <laughs> inside me. I think I've just got a massive heart, I think. But yeah, I just want us to do well. And yeah. Yeah, I think Sam, I think the fact that someone has a role model or someone that they have someone to look up to or have a goal to look forward to, it, it that's what you, you do in life, isn't it? And, and yeah. it will help you along the way. Yeah, I'm, I mean, talking about. Yeah, you got it in abundance, Becky. The passion and drive, and what what are your ultimate kind of goals in your career? 
sort of long term obviously you with Newcastle now and there's a job to do there and you want to progress with Newcastle as much as you can but do you have kind of long-term visions of coaching in the men's game or or going on to to even coach the Lionesses or what are your what what are your kind of what are your dreams um I think to coach at the highest level has always been my main aim um and I've I've got kind of steps I know I need to take to get there um I need to complete my A licence, which I'm currently doing at the moment. Um, I, my ultimate aim is to coach in the Women's Super League. Um, I'm not shy of saying that one day I would love to be the England manager. And I don't think a lot of people probably say that. And that's because like, I want to represent our country. I want to coach at the highest level. I will work tirelessly to make sure I'm knowledge, knowledgeable enough to be considered. Um one day but I know that's a long way off and as you said I've got a job to do here and I want to progress us through the leagues and I think for me it's it's not a case of I want to be here and use this as a platform and get my A license and get offered somewhere else and, and leave like I want to prove myself as in she's a good coach and like a good coach is able to get teams through the leagues and win leagues and it's consistency and it's sustainable so it's not a quick fix for me. I want to really learn my trade properly by getting Newcastle into that tier three and then build from there. But I think, yeah, there's, there's no embarrassment for me to say my ultimate aims is to coach internationally and I want to coach at World Cups. I want to coach with the best players. Um, and like, there's no greater honour than representing England. So that's that's got to be the ultimate aim. Just make sure you do all the good work with Newcastle first before yeah. you go to England, <laughs> do well in England and everything. <laughs> but um, I think I think the last last couple last questions before we finish off. Um, what has been your best moment as the Newcastle women's manager so far? And yeah. has it is it it doesn't have to be on the pitch, it can be off the pitch, it can be anything. Is there anything that's just stood out and you've gone, wow, that, that I, I absolutely love that? Yeah, to be fair, I've had quite a few, I think. Although we lost the game, the game at the Stadium of Light at Sunderland was absolutely fantastic. When we went 1-0 up, like, it was such a, a great moment, you know, when you've got fans behind you and you're in a well, championship stadium. Well, League One stadium now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it was just amazing, like, even being on the touchline, like, I can't describe how far the walk felt from the dugout to the, the start of the pitch. Um and that was incredible. I think last season, my favourite moment was when we knocked out Loughborough Foxes in the Cup. So they're a team in the league above. Um, we, we were 1-0 down till the 90th minute. We drew 1-1. We got that goal in the last second of the game and then it went to extra time. And then in 120 minutes, we've we've headed one in at the back post. And I just think that was just absolutely seen. <laughs> um, yeah, that was an amazing memory. Um but there's been, as you said, there's lots of amazing things that happen off the pitch and seeing girls develop, seeing them become great leaders and great people away from football as well as on the pitch. I think it's something I really take pride in and I really care about each player and really invested in their development as people as well as players. So I think that's been outstanding. But um, yeah, I think we just, we've just got to keep pushing so that we, we, we get we get to where we want to be and our aim of promotion. I'd love to have like a little camera next to the dugout sound for that Loughborough moment with that header in the far post <laughs> and just seeing everybody going for it. 
absolutely and, and yeah i mean can i just ask johnny very briefly um yeah of course sunderland pre-season yeah obviously <laughs> I, obviously it's only a friendly but there's no friendly it doesn't matter men's <laughs> women's under 23 under 19s it's newcastle yeah. versus sunderland how nice was it to get that win in pre-season well, I tried not to say that as one of my favourite moments. <laughs> oh, no, obviously that was a really special moment for me. And, yeah, obviously it's a friendly and, you know, they were very early in their pre-season. We'd have a lot more games than them. Um, but we know how, how good the women's team they have. We know Mel Ray is a brilliant manager who takes that Sunderland team and it was a big thing for me as a young coach to to beat them on that Thursday night um, and yet we're so proud and it, for, for us it showed us what our level of expectation should be in terms of performance levels and like if I've got to say to the girls you need to imagine every team we play against in in that in that Sunderland strip and if that's what it's going to take then then that's what it's going to take but yeah it, it was fantastic when, when we got the goal there was there was definitely some uh, air punching moments for me, um, and yeah, went home very happy. But it's one of them you can't get too ahead of yourself. But we know how important a derby game is, so I did thoroughly enjoy that. That's for sure. There was a glass of wine after that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that the, the derby means so much to you because again, if, if that's what it means, just to any team, like the fact they can beat the local rivals, it, even if it's just a pre-season yeah. friendly, but. Yeah, we'll keep on beating Sun and we'll be very, very happy. Becky, it's been <laughs> absolutely brilliant having you on to give you a time and obviously a big thanks to the club again for allowing us for this interview to happen. Um, but yeah, all we can say is we wish you all the very best this season. Hopefully you get your promotion um, and hopefully Newcastle can become a WSL team in the future, hopefully in not not too long distant future. But Becky, once again, thank you very much for coming on the Green and Mullen show this, uh, this morning. Thanks, thanks, lads. I've really appreciated it, and um, yeah, keep supporting the women's team, and we'll we'll keep hard, working hard on the pitch. Fantastic. So for myself, Sam Muller, and the Newcastle women's manager Becky Langley, we'll see you all very, very soon. <laughs>